0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Bilbao, Spain with my new friend, Lindsay Wojcik of wordsbywojcik.com. Lindsay came to Bilbao for a study abroad program to continue learning Spanish and fell in love with the city. She loves how lively the streets are and how affordable it is to live there. In this episode, Lindsay and I talk about the Guggenheim Art Museum, the Casco Viejo plazas and bars, and eating the local delicacy, bacalao pil pil. You hear about these three amazing attractions, plus so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Bilbao. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Using airline miles and hotel points makes travel affordable, but keeping track of all those loyalty programs can be a challenge. That's why I use AwardWall to track my miles and points balances, reservations, and special goodies like free hotel night certificates and airline companion passes. Having everything in one easy-to-use dashboard helps ensure that I don't lose any rewards and makes logging into my accounts super easy. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Lee. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so today we're talking about Bilbao, Spain. and. I don't know much about Spain. I haven't been there yet, but my wife's family is, is, uh, is Basque. And so when I found out that you were in that, the whole Basque country area, I had to absolutely have you on the show.
1: Well, I'm really excited when you, when you said that your wife had family from here. It's When you have family from here, I mean, they're very, very tight-knit here. And so that goes a long way.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic. So what's your connection to Bilbao?
1: I am from a town called Boise. It's in Idaho, and there's a pretty big Basque population there. And so I kind of grew up knowing about the Basque country through families that went to my school and kind of cultural events. There's a festival that they do every summer there. And so when I went off to school, I thought that studying abroad was something I was really interested in, and I wanted to learn Spanish. And so my natural draw was to the Basque Country, and it was smaller than a place like Madrid or Barcelona. And I just felt like there could be a connection there between Boise and Bilbao, and so I decided to study abroad.
0: That's so awesome! Actually, when I recorded my episode on Boise, that was the first time I learned about the Basque population there too. There's also a big, pretty big Basque population in in the Fresno area of California.
1: Yeah, California, Nevada.
0: Yeah. And so obviously, uh, while you're there in, in school, uh, from what I understand, you met your husband there and, and started a family. Like, What's the main thing that keeps you there in Bilbao?
1: My husband and my, and my daughter, I met him in 2011. No, 2012. I mean, we started dating almost immediately. And then we did long distance for a couple of years and then got married. And his job keeps us here. I mean, we love the area. So that's been the biggest draw is family.
0: Well, that's wonderful that it all worked out, especially with the distance from you going back to the States and everything. So now if you had to describe the people of Bilbao in in one or two words, how would you do that?
1: I would probably say proud. They're a generally serious group of people, but they're also very, very proud of the area that they live in, the food that they make, especially in Bilbao, they're known for having the best and the biggest of everything. It's kind of like in Texas in the States, like (laughs) Bilbao, like they have whatever the biggest, the best, like that's what they're known for. So they're very proud of culture of their language. And they're also very serious people in general.
0: Oh, awesome. So if people are planning a trip to come visit Bilbao, how would they get there from the United States? Obviously, you've traveled back and forth numerous times. Is there a direct flight into Bilbao? Do you have to like fly through Madrid? Or like what's the best way to get there? I
1: usually fly in through Paris. I'm somebody that is usually going to visit family in the States. So it's like Boise to Bilbao. And so that usually takes about three flights. But you can get to Barcelona pretty much direct from California and then hop on over here. It's a it's usually a, f- a short flight, but yeah, from Madrid as well, short one flight, and Paris, and also from Amsterdam. So those are the ways I've gotten here.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And and then for people that aren't really familiar with where Bilbao is in the, in, the, in Spain, obviously Spain is like kind of in the the southwestern corner of of Europe. Where would Bilbao be in in terms of the actual country of Spain?
1: It's in the northeast. If you know where France is, it's close to the French border. It's probably about an hour and a half from the French border, and it's right off of the coast. So it's located right off the Bay of Biscay.
0: What's the weather like throughout the year then based on the geography of Bilbao?
1: It is like Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I did not know when I studied abroad here. I'd been going to school in California and I'm from Boise originally, which just gets a lot of sun. And so I hadn't done my research on the weather and it is definitely like Seattle. I think it actually gets more rain in inches per year than Seattle does. So it's rainy most of the year.
0: So based on that, if people are planning their trip Are there certain seasons that are better than others? Or maybe there's certain festivals that happen throughout the year or say, you know what? If you're going to come to Bilbao, you have to go to here. And so make sure you plan your trip around that.
1: I would say in terms of weather, the best time of year to come would probably be September, October, if you can swing it. I know that's kind of a challenging time for people when kids are in school and whatnot. But September and October, you're going to get sun. And even late August as well, which late August aligns with their summer festivals, Bilbao's biggest festival, which is Asta Negusia, It's two weeks at the end of August. And so you might be able to align a trip with that festival and some good weather.
0: There we go. That sounds good. From like the, the, the notes you provided, there was, I guess there's like a, a big celebration that begins with, and I'm totally going to mess up this name, Chupinazow or, okay, I totally messed that up.
1: No, no, you got it. Chupinazo is the, the first Night of Astana which is that two-week festival at the end of August. And so the Chupinaso is just the name for the start of that festival. And it goes on then for another two weeks. And it's going out at night. It's fireworks. They do an exhibition. And so it's a competition each night. And they have international firework creators. I don't know what your, the exact word would be <laughs> for them. But firework engineers who come and they compete each night with these great firework shows. And then during the day, there's rides for kids, like a typical fair might be in the US, except there's a lot more alcohol in the streets. Sure. And so that's something that that at the end of August is a great festival to go to.
0: Oh, that sounds f- so wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to probably leave the kids with grandma and then say, you know what, grandma, you could take them to school for a couple of weeks. We're going to go hang out in, in Bilbao and enjoy well, ourselves. Well, you can
1: bring grandma. Grandma's here. Grandmas like to go to the fiestas.
0: So <laughs>
1: bring grandma along.
0: <laughs> there we go. That sounds like a lot of fun. So we flew into the airport that's there. From there, do we take public transportation? Do we rent a car? How do we get from the the, the airport to the city and how do we get around?
1: I would say from the airport in Bilbao, you can take public transportation. I've done that. Um, You can also take a taxi. Unlike some other major cities like uh, Madrid or Paris, where they have a metro or a train that is connected from the airport to the center of the city, Bilbao doesn't have that yet. So the best way to go about getting into the city is either taking a taxi or taking a bus. And they have a bus called the Biscay Bus that's right when you get out of the airport. It's this green bus. And you hop on and it takes you to the center of Bilbao, which is the Gran Villa, which is the main street. I would not recommend renting a car. (laughs) Bilbao is so easy to walk. And it's actually more challenging to have a car when you are in the city just based on the parking situation.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, because I... Anytime I can avoid renting a car, one, I love it just because I think you feel more connected to the city. Yeah, totally. And then also on top of that, I'm the dad of the family and I'm normally the one that's stuck driving and I don't get to enjoy all the sights and (laughs) and everything because I'm focused on not crashing into the car in front of me.
1: Oh yeah, no, it definitely, the public transportation eliminates some stress. We have a car here, but we, when we're going into the city, we live right outside of the city. We take the train. We don't take our car.
0: When people arrive, then, okay, so they, they they took the taxi or the bus. They got to the city center, obviously not renting a car because they don't want to deal with traffic, don't want to deal with parking, any of that nonsense. What part of the city should we look for as far as whether it be a hotel, Airbnb, or whatever accommodation that we're looking at? What part of the city should we focus on on our search there?
1: I think you could focus on a couple places in the city. If you're looking for kind of a traditional or a typical European look, You'd probably want to stay in what's called the Casco Viejo or the Old Town. It's super charming. It's what you think of when you think of Europe. It's there's you know a cathedral, there's another church, there's plazas everywhere. So places to drink right outside of your Airbnb. There's quite a few Airbnbs in Casco Viejo in the Old Town. And then if you're looking more for a hotel, the Hotel Carlton, if you're looking higher end, is beautiful. It's right in the center of Bilbao, and you can get anywhere from there walking. And then off of Gran Villa, there's a couple others that are right around that same roundabout. Um, one is Hotel Ercilla, E-R-C-I-L-L-A, and it's also beautiful and right in a shopping district. The shopping district is called Indautxu, and that's a great hotel if you're looking for looking to spend some money on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then another neighborhood, it's actually near some gardens that it's called Jardines de Albia, so Gardens of Albia, and there's a couple tiny little hotels more boutique over there. One's called the Mercury and they get a little bit louder at night because that's where some of the smaller discotecas are, but in terms of location, it's right near one of a great street for pinchos, which are kind of like tapas in the Basque country, and wine. So that's another great spot.
0: Oh wow, that's fantastic! All right, now let's talk about some of the different things to do while we're there in Bilbao. Like, what are some of the main attractions, or what are the, what do the locals do that like, that's pretty exciting?
1: I think one of the biggest attractions here is the Guggenheim Art Museum. I mean, locals and tourists are always visiting. Um, it's right off of the river. And if you walk along the river, it connects you back to the old town, the Casco Viejo. So that's one of the top tourist attractions. And it's almost like an open air museum. In all honesty, you can go inside. Obviously there's modern art always throughout the year, but if you're somebody who isn't necessarily the biggest fan of modern art outside of the museum, there's some great sculptures that they have. And um, they have one called the puppy, which the locals call the poopy. We have to explain why that might <laughs> be confusing for Americans. And they have another one called mama, which is this big spider. And then they have other ones that are like little balloons almost, but, and the outside of the Guggenheim itself was designed by Frank Geary. He's a Seattle based artist and it looks like a ship. So it's you can go and tour the outside of the Guggenheim and that's almost better, I think, than being inside most
0: of the time. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, I, I can appreciate a lot of the art that's inside of museums and uh, everything else. But I personally, I like the the outsides of, of buildings and museums. So I, I would love to see the, the, the Frank Gehry design building there. That sounds amazing. So what are some of the other things that, that we should do over there in Bilbao?
1: Well, if you're in Bilbao, you have to go to the Casco Viejo, the old town, which I mentioned before. It's got quite a few little plazas. Plaza Nueva is one of the biggest ones, or the new plaza. All around the outside of the plaza are bars. So you can sit down, have a drink, have a pincho, which is like a small Basque tradition, which is a piece of bread with some sort of topping on the top. It always changes. Sometimes it's fish, sometimes it's jamón or ham, which is very, very traditional in all of Spain. Um, So sitting in Casco Viejo, having a drink, having a pincho. Another thing that people like to do is to go to a place called La Ribera Market, which is another place, a popular place for pinchos and for, for wine. You can also go to a soccer game. Here they have a place called the San Mame Soccer Stadium. They call it the Catedral or the Cathedral because <laughs> it's um, almost as sacred for some people as a cathedral. So that's where they <laughs> that's where they say they're going, you know. They're not they go there and uh, soccer, so they go to watch the local team, the Athletic de Bilbao is the name of the soccer team and they're very very proud fans here. So that street prior to a football game, prior to a soccer game is full of bars and it's always full of people.
0: Oh, that sounds like such a great experience.
1: And the street itself is called Posas, P O Z A S, and it is a great street to be on regardless of game day or not, but that's another place. I would say it's a lot about here is having a drink and being with friends and being out outside. People here love to be outside having drinks and having pinchos
0: and walking the streets. Oh, that's so so much fun. So much fun. So if we're planning to go to to one of the football games, are there games year-round or there's what's the season for the soccer matches?
1: They play most of the year. I couldn't give you a great schedule, though. I'm not the biggest.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: don't want to say this, though, upset some people, but I'm not the biggest soccer fan. I, I played soccer, but I don't do a lot of watching of soccer.
0: Yeah, I, I like playing it way more than watching it, for sure. Same thing with golf and some of the other sports, too. So obviously, I know from just experience with my wife and her family that there's some wonderful food there in the Basque region, and, and I'm sure, certainly in, in Bilbao, I know that uh, from talking to her that that lamb is like a, is a big thing in the in the Basque country.
1: It is, but I would also say fish is huge here because we're right on the coast. It might depend on where you are in the Basque Country. Like if you're in the province right below us in Oliva, there might be more of the lamb. Here in Bilbao, it's all about fish. I can't even tell you how many fish I've had to translate the name for because I'm from Idaho. So I'm from a land <laughs> landlocked state. And coming here, I mean, all the different names for fish, that is their number one meal is some sort of fish. <laughs>
0: So, uh, what are some of, like the main dishes we should have? Obviously, we got to have some pincho. Go out and relax on the on the uh, the bar area there and, and enjoy some of that. But what are some of, like the more traditional meals that we should make sure that we try while we're there?
1: One of the biggest ones here in Bilbao is called bacalao pil pil. Bacalao is cod. So it's it's cod in this kind of cream sauce, and that's a very very traditional dish. If if you're looking for traditional, you order a bacalao pil pil here, and bacalao is great. But if you're looking to try other things, I like chipirones and sutinta, which are it's squid and it's in its own ink. It sounds kind of gross, but it is great. And what they do is they mix the ink with peppers and other vegetables and then they serve it over the top. So that's a great dish as well. When you're in anywhere in Spain, whether it's in the Basque country or Madrid or Barcelona, you order generally a menu del dia, which is like a three course meal. And that lets you try quite a bit of variety too. So normally it comes with this, like some sort of a regional appetizer. So patatas a la Riojana, which are Riojana style potatoes, it's potatoes with chorizo and it's like a soup. And then they might, for the second course, they'll offer you some sort of fish or some sort of steak option. And then for the third meal, they always offer a dessert, uh, some sort of pastry. And then with the the menu del día, You could just call it a menu or a menu in English. It always comes with beer or wine, which is great. (laughs) It's all included. And I mean, you can eat very well for a great price here. I know when I first studied abroad here, I remember ordering a menu del día, in Plaza Mayor in Madrid and paying, I don't know, you know, like 30 euros for the, for the three course meal, which doesn't sound that bad when you think about all of the things that you've ordered. But now after living here for so long, I think to myself, there's no way I'm paying that <laughs> <Like> <laughs> here. I mean, in Bilbao, you could get a great menu del dia for 12 euros, oh, wow. including those like three course meal, wine, beer, water, bread, all of that. And if you're coming for meals, it's a great place.
0: Fantastic. Well, well. Speaking of money, when people are there traveling and, and spending, obviously, you know, say I'm coming from the US, would I have to exchange a lot of currency into euros, or do they accept a lot of credit cards wherever you're at?
1: It's starting to change. It, when I first got here, it was all cash based, so you would definitely have to exchange. The smaller the bar, the less likely, and I say bar because it's a bar restaurant, it's always a bar, but the smaller it is, the less likely they are to accept a card. I know American Express here is a big no. I had a someone come visit me not long ago and they tried and that was generally unsuccessful. But now as times are changing, it's more common to see cards and especially post-COVID.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Along the same lines, obviously... You know, Bilbao is in Spain. The native language is Spanish, I'm sure. Say people are coming from the United States. A lot of times they're, they're hesitant to travel to certain countries because like, Oh, I'm not, I don't know the language. I'm going to feel uncomfortable, etc. Obviously you coming from the United States, you learned a lot of Spanish, I'm sure. But is there a lot of English speaking or is it primarily, okay, I need to know a few select words to kind of get around in Spanish that way make, make the trip a little bit easier?
1: Yeah, you definitely need a few words here. Um, (laughs) That's one of the main reasons why I came to study here was because I wanted to learn Spanish. And I definitely learned here because at the time, and granted time has passed now, it's been 10 years or so. At that time, it was not very common to have someone be able to speak to you in English. That has definitely changed. And I think if you are in the areas that I talked about, like the old town, they're very used to seeing non-Spanish speakers and English tourists or English speaking tourists, I should say. And so you won't have as many difficulties, but it may be, it may be, if you're up for a chat, a little bit of a challenge, I would say this is the place to come visit.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, same thing. Like, I think that any place you go that if they, they speak another language that even if they do speak English, I think just out of respect, you should try to learn a few phrases or a few words that way show that you're at least trying, Right.
1: Totally. If you're somebody who needs your coffee in the morning, then knowing how to say café con leche, like coffee with a milk, kind of like a cappuccino if you were in Italy, that's what you would order, a café con leche, por favor, please. A vino for wine, obviously, and una cerveza for beer. That's usually if you're going to a restaurant. And also, if you wanted to ask for a menu in English, Then you might just, in broken, you could do it in broken Spanish or una carta en inglés. So a menu in English. So those, I mean, those are kind of the basic things as you're traveling. It's food is a necessity, right? So you need to be able to ask for food or at least a menu, I think. And drinks also are always a necessity. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Knowing how to ask for a beer is is pretty high on my list. Yes. (laughs) Well, awesome. Lindsay, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Bilbao. I know my wife has been been begging to go to the Basque Country, and after hearing all this, and especially after she hears this episode, she's gonna be making me book a trip uh, right away. So I uh, really appreciate that. But now it's time for the final countdown. If a traveler only had time for one meal when they a Bilbao, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: I'm going to stick with a dessert instead of a full meal, and I'm going to say a pastel de arroz. It's a tiny pastry that's known here in the Basque Country, and it is amazing.
0: Where would we go for one of those?
1: So my favorite bakery to get a pastel de arroz is Martina Zuricaldai. <laughs> if I, if you need me to spell it out, I can for you. It's a it's a great bakery that is located in the in the indauchu area of Bilbao.
0: Right on. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that afterwards. We'll include that in the, the show notes for sure. That would make it easier for all the listeners to be able to look that up later on. Like you said, you've been in, in Bilbao through college and then back again, starting uh, with your family and your husband and everything. What's one of your favorite memories of being there?
1: Well, meeting my husband is the most, is my (laughs) most favorite memory. I actually met him through a friend of ours now who I met on the train in Bilbao. And she heard me speaking English. And so we met that way and she introduced me to my husband. So that is my favorite memory.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing that sometimes just these little things Right? It can like trigger such a, a huge shift in your life.
1: Yeah, the train stopped when it never stops. We had to switch trains. And then her and I started talking and she invited me out and we went out one night and he was part of what they call here a cuadrilla, which is like a group of close friends. And he was part of her cuadrilla and we met going out that night with her and that was it. We started dating and the rest is history.
0: How wonderful. That's so cool. All right, well, speaking of happy memories and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Bilbao?
1: Happiest happy hour is probably Calle Ledesma or Calle Posas, so on Thursday nights. You have to go on Thursday nights. It's something called Pincho Pote, which is where the pinchos, which are kind of like tapas, but for the Basque Country, they are at a, a cheap rate, so they're at a reduced rate, and then so are drinks. So that's the time to go. Thursdays, Calle Ledesma or Calle Posas.
0: Why, right on. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I, I love getting great food, great drinks for a cheap price. Yes. So. <laughs> the frugal part of me sticks out quite often. Yeah,
1: no. All of the above. It checks all the boxes.
0: <laughs> now, one of the things that I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza because sometimes they eat like a four-year-old. <laughs> What's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Bow?
1: If you want pepperoni pizza, it has taken me years to find pepperoni pizza. And the locals here, they're not going to like this answer. But if you want pepperoni pizza, Lee, you have to go get a Pepe pepperoni at (laughs) Telepizza. It's called Telepizza. And it's it's like a chain pizza restaurant here in Spain. And they sell pepperoni pizza. But I have not been able to get it anywhere else.
0: Okay. So if you wanted something that wasn't like a chain and it was maybe my, my wife, she loves all the gourmet different variations and specialties and stuff like that. If you wanted something, especially like, I know that there's a lot of seafood there. If you want something that's a little bit more upscale, a bit more gourmet on the pizza side, where would we go for that?
1: There's a fun little bar that does pizzas. It's called Graffite and they've got some pretty good pizzas there.
0: Right on. I'll probably have to go to Tele Pizza and then my wife uh, will meet up with me later on after she goes to Graffite.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that way we both get our happy times, you know? So that, that's awesome. Obviously you travel a lot back and forth. You've learned a lot about Bilbao, and I'm sure you traveled throughout Spain and and the, the area there. What's one of your best travel tips?
1: I would probably say with having traveled myself and having traveled with my family and other friends that have come to visit, I think being as patient as you can be when you travel and knowing that where you're going is not like where you're from. And I think it's a really hard pill to swallow sometimes, but it's being okay with the unknown whether it's language or something trying something new or not knowing what is listed on a menu at all i think it's having that patience and kind of going with the flow
0: yeah that, i think that's a that's a huge tip because no matter how much you plan especially if you're traveling with kids my god yes <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you plan something's going to go wrong and you just got to kind of go with it but like you said especially understanding that where you're going, especially if you're going out of your comfort zone and and visiting some of these amazing places that I've been able to interview or or other places that I haven't, is that it's not like home. And that's part of the adventure. That's part of the reason why you're going is that if you just wanted, like I live here in Nashville, right? If I want to Nashville, I don't need to get on a plane and go someplace else. I have it right there in my backyard. Right. But to go outside and explore that new flavors and that new experiences and new people and stuff like that. You have to pause your old life and kind of immerse yourself in the new one. Totally. Again, Lindsay, I really appreciate you sharing all these amazing tips for Bilbao. It's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you. Can you tell us, the audience, a little about who you are and what you do? And then if somebody has questions about uh, Bilbao or about your business, what's the best way for them to reach out to you on social media?
1: So I'm a content creator, copywriter, independent contractor. I've got a lot of... Hats, and I work to develop brand strategy and awareness campaigns and social media content. And I am currently on Instagram. If anybody wants to follow me, I'm at words underscore by underscore W. Or if you want to check out my website, I'm at words by w o y c h i c k woychic
0: com. Well, fantastic. Again, it's been a pleasure meeting you and hearing all about Bilbao, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: All right. We'll see you here.
0: What an interesting conversation with Lindsay. I can't wait to take Anna and the kids to the Basque Country and explore the Guggenheim Museum. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Bilbao. We want to say thank you to Awardwallet for being today's affiliate partner. It's my favorite way to track airline miles, hotel points, and other loyalty programs. Go to WeTravelAir.com forward slash award wallet to start your free account today. Join us next time as we visit San Miguel de Allende, Mexico, to speak with a new friend, Vanessa Famaghetti of beyondthenest.org. In this episode, Vanessa and I talk about the hot springs at Atontilkill, the pink neo Gothic spires at Archangel, and the artist galleries at Fabrica Aurora. Be able to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app, so that we don't miss any of our coming destinations.